Do you like burping? No, wait, that sounds weird. But are you okay with burping? Okay, so this is really random, but I just watched it now. Literally, I watched this video, and this girl, you know, I assume she's a great person, she burped. And I was like, ugh. And it made me think, because this is like a running thing in my head. Now, this is a very random way to start this episode, but I have to talk about it before it like leaves my mind. But I don't know if I'm okay with burping. I mean, if you burp in front of me loudly, I'll be like, okay, whatever. You know, your body needed to do that. That's fine. But I think when, for me, it becomes like, um, I guess a problem is when someone makes it a point to burp. You know, someone's like, whoa, guys, whoa, whoa. Okay, listen. And they go like, <clears throat> you know what I mean? And then it's like, what are you doing? Like, there was really no need for that. So why did you do that? You know, so it made me think like, so then I like kind of compared, needed to make a comparison and kind of weigh the pros and cons. So I was like, okay, would I prefer burping or farting? And personally, okay, this is a bit too much, but <laughs> personally, I'm more, I feel like I'll be more okay with farting because I feel like farting is just something your body needs to do. And it is very, very dangerous to hold in a fart. And I'm speaking from personal experience and it's just uncomfortable and you do not need to do that to yourself. When you're like holding in a burp, it's like, mm, whatever. I feel like when you're holding a burp, it will just like convert itself into a fart. So it's like, win-win. But like when someone makes it a point to burp and they like, you know, let the whole room know, guys, guys, listen up. And they go, it's like, mm, you know, anyway, just wanted to say that. I don't know. What do you think? Do you prefer burping? And it's like, if someone burps around me, I'll be like, okay. If someone falls in front of me, I'll be like, okay. Because I know it's just like your body needs to do that. And it's just like not good to hold that in. But I feel like when you make it a point to do it, it's like, that was not necessary. Anyway, hi everyone. And welcome to the second episode of the year. Episode 202. I'm not going to say that all the time. I'm not going to be like, welcome to the 50th episode of the year. No. Um, but welcome to the second episode of the year. Episode 202. Season 3 of Never Alone Podcast with me, your host and friend, hopefully. Nalidian, thank you for joining me on this beautiful night. Now, it is currently 47 minutes past 9. And it's going to be load shedding in 13 minutes. So that's fun, but that nothing's that's not gonna affect us because we're prepared, we're ready, and it's gonna be a great time. Welcome to today's episode. I wanted to do okay, this was supposed to be something else, but then I changed it because I realized that I'm gonna do like a different posting schedule, if that makes sense. So it just wouldn't have made sense if I did the thing before now. You know? But it's fine, doesn't matter. So I'll Oh gosh, I got a message. Okay, so I'll do the posting schedule announcement like who knows when, next week or something. But welcome to today's episode, I'm really excited to get into it. Nothing too big, um, but very basic. Very basic episode, we're doing another Get to Know Me. I think I've done two of these. Um, yeah, I've done two of these. But I just thought, look, I'm a new person now. Okay, okay, the way I put it into my mind was like, some people know the 2021 me, some people know the 2022 me, 
But I want you to know the 2023 me. And this is that. But then I thought, okay, weird. If I... You don't know the 2023 me. I mean, I don't even know the 2023 me. Because it's literally only been like a month in 2023. So am I really, you know, basically showing you the 2022 me? And the 2021 me? And, you know, just it just keeps on going. I know I'm getting way too specific. But if you think about it, I'm basically doing it like this is the 2022 me like w- the questions I'm gonna ask now to myself obviously is like a product of 2022 does that make sense or is that absolute like nonsense I don't know but I'm gonna say this is the 2023 me and I know like from previous get to know me is um I don't even know <laughs> the questions that I asked but I would I would guess or assume that they're different and my opinions are different. They've changed, you know, and I'm excited to know, to, get, you know, figure that out. But firstly, self-checking moment, how are we doing? Um, I hope you're happy. I hope that you are healthy. I hope that you are taking care of yourself. I hope you had a beautiful day today. And I just hope you're doing really good. You know, if your day didn't go so swell, as it happens to the best of us, you know what, it's okay. We move, we go forward, and the sun will rise again, as I like to say. But I hope that you had a beautiful day, regardless, and made the most out of today. That's kind of my thing this year. I don't know if I've said that, but just, like, trying to enjoy life, you know, and make the most out of days, and not just, like, when was it it yesterday? What's today? Today's Friday. Yesterday. I was like, yesterday was a bad, no, okay, not a bad day, but I felt horrible yesterday. Like, yesterday is one of those days where I didn't feel so swell. I was like, I felt like I was, I went on a walk in the afternoon, and I was kind of reflecting on the day. Like, what did I do today? And I was being completely honest, and I was like, I felt so, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say unproductive, because I literally practiced guitar, made some bracelets, I did my exercise or whatever. So I wouldn't say I'm productive, but I just felt so useless. Does that make like useless yesterday? Because I woke up like I was expecting a package, which I don't know if I want to get into, but I was expecting a package. So when my mom woke up, I woke up. So I stayed up waiting for this package because this package was supposed to arrive between eight o'clock in the morning and five in the afternoon. So I was like, this could arrive at any given time. So I had to be like at home and awake. And then I wanted to do my long run, which I'll get into. I wanted to do my long run yesterday, but I was like, what if, while I'm on my long run, this package comes? You know, and then sometimes I wanted to go play outside or, you know, go do something. But I was like, mm, what if this package comes? So basically, like, my whole day yesterday was revolved around this package coming. And I just felt so useless and, like, I don't think stagnant is the right word, but I literally did nothing. Even though I did practice a bit of guitar, which is really fun. Um, made, like, two necklaces, which was really cool, and that's literally it, and I did something else, like, an online lesson for whatever, um, but it just felt really bad, and, yeah, today was great, though, today was good, um, I always, it's weird now, because I think about, I haven't finished the inter- the, the, the video interview, but I think about the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable, there's like this thing Jeremy Pope said. I'm not gonna repeat it because I don't want to say it. But that remind like about highs and lows and kind of being stagnant and flatlining. 
And that's what these past few days reminded me of. Because yesterday was really, like, really, not low, but it was like, yo. You know, it kind of hit me. Um, but today was great. So, anyway, let's get into this episode. This is a get to know me. I mean, basically, this is it. So, I'm going to talk about today and a lot of stuff. This is me, guys, whatever. Um, and then I'll try and find some questions a bit more specific. Now, this is kind of a testament to what this is about. But I haven't really prepared for this episode. <laughs> because I felt like if I prepared too much of, like, get to know me, it would have felt super scripted and, like, fake. And I'd be like, uh, that's not me. So we're just going to talk and hang out. And, you know, for the newcomers, if you're new, hello and welcome. And if you're recurring, hi again. You know what, you know how this goes. Um, but we're going to chat, answer some questions, and just have a good time, as we should. So today... Was I thought today was very productive, you know. Woke up this morning, had a tennis lesson. Like I okay, so marathon training continues. I'm still doing marathon training. I think I'm like week four now, week four, week three. I don't know, but it's still going strong. I had a bit of a slump like a week ago, two weeks ago, but we're back, rolling into it. And today was my long run. Oh wait, like yesterday was my long run, and I was like, ah. Now, I wasn't dreading the wrong run. I was more, like, scared because I'm like, I don't know if I can run this far. I've never run this far in my entire life. And it was a 10K run. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, I've never run that far. So I wasn't nervous. I was more excited to see if I could do it. But nervous, like, can I do it? You know, can I run 10 kilometers? So I wanted to do it yesterday. But then the stupid package thing got in the way. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it today. And then I was like, ooh, maybe I'll do it today early, early morning. Like, I already had, like, my route in mind. So I was like, what if I do it today very early in the morning? Like, very early, like, 6.30. So it would take me, like, an hour or so to finish. And I'll be back by 7.30. And then I had a tennis lesson at 8.30. Tennis training. We were going to do, the, like, my college video. It would have been great. Like, But then I was like, mm, I don't think it's a good idea to run 10 kilometers before tennis training. And I'm so glad now that I did it because when I woke up this morning, I felt very guilty because I made it like my mission to run early in the morning. But I'm really glad that I did it now because my legs after this 10 kilometer run were dead. I was kind of scared to even stand still or to sit because I was like, I'm going to cramp. I'm going to cramp up, you know, so really glad that it. So I did my tennis thing this morning. Um, I had a bit of a rant session as well this morning because it's interesting. I'm not really one. I wrote this in my journal. By the way, okay, I'm jumping topics like there's no tomorrow, but by the way, I got a new journal because I needed it. Really happy. Started writing. I I always get very hesitant to transition to new journals because it's like, mm, is it the right time to change? Like, mm, I don't know. But today I was like, it's time. So I'm in my journal eight. Um, had to write something. Like I had to get this thing off my chest. Like I this these like emotions and thoughts had to go somewhere so I was like let me write in my journal and I I'm not one to get mad but for the first time like I think ever I felt this weird like not frustration but like I was kind of mad this morning which is a very new feeling for me and I kind of let it all out in my journal but it's all fine now it's all good um what was I going with that anyway so tennis this morning, then I had a rant session in my journal, and then it was the 10k run. Now, 
it was like, okay, when am I going to do the 10k run? I usually do it in the afternoon because it's a bit cooler. Um, Because like 11 o'clock, 12, that's like peak heat. So I was like, okay. And then there was load shedding at two. So I was like, oh, it's a perfect time to do a long run because, you know, there's no like internet connection. So it's like, I'm just going to go for a run. And then I did it. It took me an hour, 19, whatever, whatever. And I'm going to be honest, it was great. Like, I did a guided run. Shout out the Nike Running Club app. That thing is my lifeline. It is just amazing. And I do guided runs because I don't feel like, I don't think I'm that knowledgeable yet about running and stuff like that. Like, you know, tips on how to focus on certain things and do different paces and breathing. I'm not too knowledgeable about that stuff. So guided runs with Coach Bennett, my number one, my coach, is the best. And hearing him and his advice on how to kind of, you know, run smart, as he would say, I think is really helpful. So I did a guided run. I kind of panned, planned out my route two days ago, like a, like three days ago, because I had an idea of how long something was and I did a new I ran a new place like a different like I ran somewhere else which is very interesting but it was nice and I felt really good running like I was doing this easy pace it was like a 735 pace and I kind of wanted to maintain that pace throughout you know and I felt very comfortable and then there was like a point where I was like okay I'm hitting like a kind of a slump but I had to keep going and then I kind of stopped focusing on pace and kind of more focusing on effort. And that really helped. And something that I learned from the Nike running app, you know. So I'm just like aiming to learn. And then for the first time, I was cramping in my calf. My left calf was cramping. And I was like, oh, snap, this is not good. And it was like a, a slight incline. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to push here. Not increasing my pace, but just trying to maintain the pace that I had and the effort so I was like oh my gosh my my, my thing's cramping and then it kind of went away and then I got a stitch and then I got like a, my hip was getting sore um <laughs> so I just kept running and then they went away and then I was like okay we're cruising now and then I got a cramp again I was like oh my gosh I was like okay just run through it run through it and then I will not tell you the relief I felt and kind of the it sounds so bad, but, like, the pride I felt when I finished. Because, like, oh, my word. Like, I was in disbelief. I was like, I just ran 10 kilometers. I just ran 10 kilometers. Like, and it's the furthest I've ever run. And I think one thing that really kept me motivated was just the term aerobic base. <laughs> I was like, I would scream. Obviously, I'm running in the open. So when I say something, no one can hear me. So I'd be like, ah, and I'd scream some bizarre stuff. Like, I'd be like, aerobic base. This is for the aerobic base, you know, keeping an easy pace, not really running that fast. But it was tricky at some points. And I think one thing that helped me so much was my breathing. Like, focusing on my breathing and maintaining a good breathe, like, in and out was so beneficial and helpful. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, but then I came back and then as soon as I started walking, I was like, oh, snap. My legs felt like jelly. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, this is not good. But then I remembered, like, watching some things. Like, I did walk because I was, like, on a road and there was cars. So sometimes I'd walk to cross and, and then I'd do, like, a recovery jog. And then immediately as I got home, put on the bath for cold water and had somewhat of an ice bath. Like, somewhat. It wasn't really. I just had 
like cold water and then just like a couple of ice you know and I sat on that for like I think 20 minutes and I think that helped and then I went to a warm shower you know I think it's called contrast therapy so I don't know I'm not too hip on that stuff but did that and then I was like wow and then I literally messaged my mom and I was like mama can you please buy me like those electrolyte sachets because I don't think it would have been wise for me not to have one of them because I could okay so basically I just spoke for a solid I think 25 minutes but now that audio just got lost which is fantastic I love it but it's okay I'm just gonna oh (laughs) this is the perks of being an independent podcaster and having very average mediocre equipment and recording from your phone super reliable very reliable but um let me just like okay i'm gonna speak about what i was speaking about and then we'll get into the questions a bit later so i was speaking about okay you don't know this but i passed okay now i did tweet this this sounds so weird because i'm literally repeating myself but it's okay. I did tweet this on my the Twitter Instagram. I just said I passed. And obviously no one probably saw it. Which is okay. Expected. But I tweeted I passed. And there's absolutely no context to that. But I'm going to give you context now. So basically I passed my chick y'all. Which is nuts. But it's interesting because this has been like. I I wasn't really stressed about this. Oh my gosh, I'm sweating. I wasn't really stressed about this. Because as soon as I finished writing, I was like, goodbye and not thinking about this ever again. Which is what I did. And I literally let it leave my mind and did my own stuff. Went to, you know, had a good holiday, whatever. And now, obviously, results are coming out. And I think yesterday was the first time I was like, oh my word. There's a, it's like a really, there's a genuine possibility and chance that I fail. Like that really went through my mind and I was like, oh snap, like what if I get the message, we regret to inform you, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh snap. So there was like this anxiety and stress leading up to, and worry leading up to today, which is when we got the results. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if I fail? (laughs) You know, and it was like. It was a moment. But then I passed, got the SMS, and I was like, oh, thank goodness. And it was more like a relief um, than anything because I was like, okay, I didn't fail. And then I checked my points, my marks, and I was like, "Mm, okay, this is expected. Some subjects, I was like, what? But then I was like, you know what? It is what it is. Had a conversation with my friend, and we spoke about it for a little bit. And we were like, I was like, it is what it is. Literally cannot do anything about it now. Like, cannot do anything about it now well I mean you can like rewrite but don't do that so it was just like a big relief and um what was I saying and it kind of made me think for a second um in a sense that I wanted to speak about so obviously everyone is like I'm trying to think how I can go into this (laughs) Um, everyone is like, oh my gosh, we passed my check, yay, posting things on Instagram, memes, whatever. And there was one thing that I saw that really, like, stuck with me. And not got to me, but really stuck with me. 
So we had there's like an Instagram account, and South Africans will know this account, obviously. You know, it's and these are the accounts that get you through matric. I'm telling you, these are the, the accounts that make you smile in times where you really feel like you're dying. <laughs> like you're like you because there was times where I was like, I would I was like really down. I'm thinking now I'm like, yo, I almost gave up in that moment. And there was obviously times where I was like, I'm not going to do this. Like, I'll close my book because I just couldn't do it anymore. And you just get mentally drained. And you feel like a zombie the whole of the year because it's just, like, overloaded with work and there's no time to rest. Like, the first few weeks writing three tests, we have projects. And it's like, what? You know what I mean? So, it's a lot. So, accounts like this really kind of... What is it? Make it a bit more light and especially during final exams they make you laugh because everyone is like on the same level like you all everyone's exhausted everyone's over it everyone's tired everyone wants to leave so you're like I get you and I see you you know and that's what this count is so they posted something on their story and there was one particular thing um in this that really stuck with me but I'll read most of it so these comments revolve around this tweet it said breaking matric class of 2022 which is me score 80.1 percent pass rate the whole country which is amazing and then there's comments are saying it's okay if you're part of the 19.9 that didn't make it you'll try again this year and then there's one that says those we regret to inform you emails will hit hard but there's always light at the end of the tunnel and then taking a gap year to upgrade your marks slash deciding what you want to do is okay. Your age mates aren't leaving you behind. And it said here, not getting into your dream degree or varsity is also not the end of the world. You can always try again next year. And the one I'm about to read, this is the one that I resonate with a lot. It says, just because you didn't get distinctions like other kids doesn't mean you didn't give it your all. Girl, when I tell you I felt this on such a level. And the reason being is, you know, thinking now last year, I really, oh my gosh. And I'm like repeating myself, but I really tried. Like, I and I was like a different thing to try and to actually do it. But I tried so hard. Like, I sacrificed going to certain tournaments, you know, certain opportunities, you know, to be at school to get a good mark at the end of the year. Like, I tried so hard. Like, I feel like I worked so hard, but, like, my reflex... Oh, my marks don't really reflect the work that I put in, if that makes sense. Like, I would literally... Every single day after school... Now, I know I'm kind of, like, ranting to you, but every single day after school, I went to the library. I went... Except the days I had hockey practice, I didn't go to the library. Like... Okay, wait. Every single day, I went to the library. Like, every day. And I don't have hockey practice every day, so... The days I didn't have hockey practice, I went to the library. And I would study at the library. Because I felt like I couldn't stay at home or at school to make distractions. I would go to the library and study. Like, I used every moment I could. Because I was very busy last year. Like, I had hockey, I had tennis, which is great. But I was very busy. So every open time, free time I had... I would study 
and trying it because it was just like so hard for me I don't know why it was just so hard for me and I I oh my word it actually pained me to say this because I really put my best foot forward last year and to see the marks that I got it's like really you know what I mean and an example is so I'm gonna let you guys in okay for maths I'm not great at maths no secret I'm not good at it I don't know why it's just I don't know but for my final mark, I got 45%. Which you would think, you'd be like, oh, But you would think I'd be ashamed of that mark. But I think being in matric, it's so funny, like, when you're in grade 8, and let's say you're, like, sharing marks or whatever, and let's say you did a test, and it's like, your friend asks you, what did you get? And you'd be like, oh, no, I got such a bad mark. I can't, I can't share with you. And they go, no, please just share. It's fine. I'm sure it's fine. And they'd be like, no, it's so bad. And the mark is like 65%. So I got 65%. Oh, so bad. And then your friend's like, oh, my gosh. Girl, I feel like in matric, you have absolutely no shame. Like, there's no hiding. Because you're all in it together. We're all tired. We're all struggling. We're all wanting to leave we're all in the same some like headspace so when i say yeah when someone asks you like what did you get for the test i'd be like i got 32 percent be like oh i got 35 <laughs> and it's obviously like well we don't want to like bring each other down but it's just like it is what it is this is the real reality of this situation i got 32 percent you got 35 some people got 80 some people got 20 some people got 42 it's like no one's even judging each other anymore because it's like, this is what it is. And it's so interesting to see, like, that contrast between grade 8. Like, oh, I got 65, it's so bad. And obviously, everyone's standards are different. Like, someone who is a high achiever and gets 90s, when they get, like, a 70, it's like, oh, it's so bad, whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, that's bad for you. But for me, that's, like, exceptional, you know? So, but the one with maths hits hard because... I really tried with math. Like, I worked so hard. And you may argue, oh, well, maybe your study method wasn't, like, correct. Whatever. But I always felt like I was too, it was too, too late to change, you know? So I was like, let me just, like, you know, do it, whatever. And with math, I went to extra math classes every single day. Now, you probably be like, wait, I thought you went to the library every single day. I did. I would, okay, school would finish at 2. Math class would be from 5 past 2 to 5 past 3. After that... If I didn't have hockey, I would go to the library for like an hour, hour and a half and study there. It takes me like 10, 15 minutes to walk to the library. And that was like my routine is literally Mondays, school, extra maths, hockey, tennis practice, home. Tuesdays, school, extra maths, library. Wednesdays, school, extra maths, hockey, tennis, home. Thursdays, school, extra maths, library, then tennis. And then Fridays was more of like my chill free time. So I'd give myself, I would take breaks. I think breaks are very important and healthy. Um, so I'd be like school, no extra maths. And then I'll do some other random like studying for an hour. And then I'll just give my myself space. My trick is hard. Girl, it is hard. You feel like a zombie the whole year. Like I just remember being tired every single day. Like every day I was tired I wanted to leave, I just wanted to be over, I, I felt like a zombie, you know, and they just, like, overload you with work, you know what I mean, and so it does hit hard, like, 
I didn't get any distinctions, you know, but I really, like, I felt like I put in the work, like, and it was so, like, I felt like I was getting, um, beat down every single time, like, I would study two weeks prior to this, like, test, and I'd be like, oh, I feel ready, and then, like, 40%, and it's like, what, <laughs> you know, and then it's like, okay, now I know what I need to work on, do it again, get, like, 32, it's like, what, I thought I would do better this time, and it's like, so many ups and downs and I think the ability to just show up was very important and this was so crucial for me because there were so many times where I just felt like what's the point of this but this what I'm about to say was so crucial was that I have to and had to believe that this hard work me showing up and giving it my absolute all I have to believe like that, that like, what is it, that characteristic or that trait would be beneficial or would actually help me in a different area of my life. Because it clearly wasn't serving me in school. <laughs> so I literally had to believe that this like ability that I have, I guess, I'm not like, what is it, I'm not boasting. But this ability that I have to kind of just show up after being beaten down every single time and put in the work and really work hard and show up and try hard, I had to believe that that characteristic or that trait would benefit me or would come in handy and actually work, you know, or and show results in a different area of my life, whether that be like my future job or like with family, with friends, like, just the act of showing up in a different area of my life because it wasn't serving me in school, clearly. And I think that's why, also, when I see my marks, like, you know, I get a 45% for maths and, like, a 52 for physical science, I look at them and I'm like, okay, no regrets. I'm not like, oh, I could have done this, I could have done this. Because I truly, and I remember I gave it my absolute all and I think that's you know the best thing about that is that you don't feel guilty or you don't judge yourself when you give 100% like on the day I gave my 100% I answered the questions to the best of my abilities you know before that I showed up to extra classes I was studying like crazy I really felt like I did everything that I could have done so I think that's why I look at these marks and I'm like okay I don't be like, oh, I'm so mad because of this, 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 because I know I did everything that I could have done, you know, and as Mr. Daniel Ricardo was saying, obviously in a different context, but leaving the track with no regrets and just like giving it your all. And I think that applies to every, in every, you know, area of life, which is why I really think that like I had to believe it in order for me to like, not just like give up. I had to believe that this effort that I'm putting in, this showing up every single day, even when I didn't feel like it, going to extra classes when I didn't feel like it, walking to the library when I was tired, studying when I was like, I don't want to do this, prioritizing studying and all that stuff. I had to believe that that effort of like trying really hard and putting best forward, it has to, like it has to, <laughs> it has to benefit me in a different part of my life. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no regrets. I think now it's like, I'm so glad that it's over.
I'm so glad it's over. And now we move forward. We we go on to the next thing, whatever that may be. And I'm excited for life. And obviously, I'm going to speak a bit softer here. Like I told my... Because my mom was also pressing me this morning. It was also a funny thing this morning. My mom would ask me, like, are you going to go to school to fetch your results? I'm like, mm, no, I can get them online. One, because I just didn't want to go to school, like a, like a waste of effort. And I for some reason, I just didn't really, not feel like, but I didn't want to see the people. Not because I hate them, I just didn't want to be there. Um, no hate to the school at all, but I just didn't want, I don't know why. And also, tennis practice, I was being too tired, whatever. So she was like, she was really pressing me to go. And I was like, mm, what is going on here? And then... I told her, okay, I passed, got bachelor's degree, and she went crazy, and then she told everyone she knew, told my aunts, I got multiple messages of like, well done, well done, well done, which is like, I'm sounding like I'm complaining, I mean, it is overwhelming, but I got a ton of messages, and at first, I was like, oh my gosh, this is not such a big deal, like, what is the big deal about this, but then I kind of like, I'm kind of being a brat, if you, if that makes sense. When I was doing this, this is not just a big deal, guys. I was like, I'm. This is not fair. Like how I'm acting is not fair, because then I kind of put myself in my mother's shoes and trying to like understand where she's coming from with this. Truly, because she was very very excited. I was like, oh whoa, this is very overwhelming, and it was like, you know. She put a lot of effort for me to be where she did a lot for like for me to be where I am today. You know, like the logistics, pay school fees, do this, do this, do this, but also so many other things. So for me to get what I did, I think, you know, makes her really happy. And I think also just to see for me to see the people and my family and more specifically my mom be happy about that and seeing her happy and it's also like kind of like her hard work paid off because there's been some tough moments girl if you've been there from the beginning 2021 2020 the dark days they were like dark days during that time it was really hard you know and also times before that financially and whatever whatever I'm not gonna get into that so I think for her to see where I've gotten and passing matric bachelor's degree or whatever, I think she also feels a sense of relief, but also weird. I'm not trying to like validate or like validate her emotions, but I, this is what I would think if I put her in my shoes, I would feel kind of relief and pride because it's like all the things that I had to go through to get here, you know, it feels like it was all worth it. That makes sense. Speaking from her perspective. So I think for me, when I was kind of like, not sulking, but being like, guys, it's not a big deal. And I kind of like, no, let me actually kind of come from my mother's side and be like, why is she so happy about this? And seeing, oh, snap. And then after that, I felt just eternally great. I just felt so grateful for one, my mom and her support and just like, you know, being there. And obviously, there's, there's probably things that I don't know that she, one, had to sacrifice, two, she had to do, or how she felt on certain days. There's so much I don't know. And I think that makes me even more grateful because even though there was probably things going on behind the scenes, 
she still managed to show up. And that's, I've said this in the past, one of the things I really admire about her. You know, so I just felt grateful for supportive family, supportive, you know, it's basically supportive family. And it was a very touching moment, you know. So, yeah. That's the end of that. Let's answer some questions now. This is so... Where's my water? I swear I had water here. Well, this is... This sucks because I'm thirsty. (laughs) Okay, whatever. I have questions. Now, this is so funny because I literally answered these questions. Now I'm going to answer them again. (laughs) Which is okay. I'm willing to do that to get this episode. Make this a great episode for the newcomers. And obviously, if you're reoccurring, you know me. But let's get to know me more. Okay? Oh my gosh, it's hot. Okay, let me answer this first one. Oh, this thing's loading. It's very hot. Okay. Get to know you questions. The number one list for fun. In 2023. This is from teambuilding.com. Cool. Okay. What are my hobbies? So, I like reading. It's a big part of my life. Reading is a hobby of mine. I like painting. Not great at it, but I like it. I enjoy it. I enjoy the act of it. Oh my word, it is hot. Am I getting hot? Blush. I always, I make a joke of that, but that's not funny, because I always make a joke that I'm, like, going through menopause, because I get, like, a hot flush and night sweating, but back to the hobbies, painting, um, making bracelets and necklaces, it's really fun, would you consider working out a hobby? I really enjoy working out, um, with, like, the painting thing, I love it, I literally did a piece yesterday, of Ghani, love Ghani, low-key manifesting going to one of their shows one day, probably not going to happen, but a girl can dream, um, so I did a piece, I made my mission in my journal to do a piece in the beginning and a piece at the end, so I did a Ghani piece at the end of my journal, and it was like, I really had fun doing that painting and stuff like that, so, and then I bought oil pastels like a day ago, wait, mm, two days ago, um, because in my new journal, which I'm start- I started today, um, I'm going to do a piece in the front, a Dior piece. I love Dior. Dior's like my number one brand, basically. Um, fashion brand. And also manifesting going to one of their shows. But, and the word, like, I always like themes. The theme for my Dior, whatever, is edgy. Now, what that means, I don't know. But I'm excited. I'm going to do definitely do oil pastels with them. Maybe incorporate some painting. And painting, I mean watercolors. Yeah. That's what I mean. So, I probably will, like, post a picture of it. My Garni piece. I really love it so much. So, pa- I said painting. Um, what are painting? Reading. I guess journaling is a hobby. I mean, I do journaling every day, but... Um, working out, fitness is a hobby of mine, podcasting, I guess you say, is a hobby, you know, videography, photography is a hobby of mine, playing guitar is a hobby of mine, didn't mention that before, um, I just love art, I think I like crafty stuff, 
And there's definitely hobbies I want to explore and incorporate, such as surfing, okay? Um, you might be like, wait, what? Like, why surfing? I don't know. I just want to be someone who surfs. I just like the idea of waking up early in the morning, going to catch a wave. I'm kidding. No, waking up early in the morning, you know, setting up my kit, going at like sunrise, catch a surf, come back. I just love that idea. And also golf. I want to be a hobby of mine. Reason being is like for when I'm older, hopefully I get to that point. When I'm older, you know, I won't be as mobile as I would like to be. Obviously, continue being fit and doing fitness. But I want to continue, like, doing sports. And I feel like golf is just, doesn't require a lot of running. You know what I mean? And I just think it's a really classy, cool sport. So, I think I'm, like, goal, surfing, and then golf. So, those are my hobbies. And I guess you say podcasting. I don't know if I said that. Um, but yeah. Next. What am I passionate about? Ooh. Hmm. I guess to kind of put it in a nutshell. Is I'm passionate about art and storytelling. Ooh, let me show you. The other day, I was thinking about this. I don't know if I was on a walk or if I was like just doing oh wait mm. I think we were on our way back from PE and I just wrote this in my my notes some my notes I wrote sharing and telling stories is I think one of the most powerful things in the world and I stand by that I truly believe that because it's and I think I believe it mostly because I'm like I don't think a victim is the right word but I've experienced it. Mm, that makes sense. Like, someone else or someone telling a story of their own or sharing a story of someone else helped me, if that makes sense. It made me feel, one, less alone and be like, oh, okay, at least I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crazy. You know, I'm not the only one feeling this way or going through something like this. There's someone else or other people like me. And just that, feeling of like not camaraderie but like community is very it's kind of like safe if that makes sense so I really think that there's a power in telling stories and sharing stories because you want you can relate to them and it's just as like my own you know and I think that's why a goal of mine this year is to get a guest on because not all of you relate to what I say obviously but maybe something someone else says you relate to that you know, that's, I think, a power in sharing other people's stories. You know, in different community stories and different, I don't know, whatever stories. You know, so I could tell my own stories. But I also think that there's a power in sharing other people's stories as well. Um, and that's what I love about art. And not limiting it to film, you know, like movies, series, or whatever. But art in a sense of, like, fashion or books, or what else, what else, painting, or just different, like, forms of art, I think all of them, music is a really good example as well, just storytelling, I think I'm, I just love it so much, and you guys know, if you don't know, I'm a film fanatic, I'm obsessed with movies and series, and it's kind of unhealthy, 
but I'm obsessed with kind of learning about that and seeing what goes into this and hearing directors kind of um, inspirations and what goes behind certain things and hearing actors talking about talking so passionately about their craft um, I'm trying to think who one that sticks out is what's this guy's name I forgot his name I uh, but he plays I think the hawk in Black Adam I haven't watched Black Adam but I know he plays like the hawk guy and he's a horologist I saw him on GQ10 Essentials and I was like, whoa, this man is very passionate about horology. And just hearing someone talk so passionately about their craft, as well as, I think it was Austin Butler and Janelle Monet, actors on actors, and hearing them speak so passionately about their craft. And another one sticks out is, I think, Timothy Chalamet and what's this guy's name? I mean, girl's name, Emma Stone actors and actor and, and as well Tom Holland and Daniel Kaluuya actors and there's so many things that stick out to me where I just love hearing people talk passionately about their craft and what they do because then it gives a sense of like okay they're really doing this for the art and the storytelling and not for like money or fame or you know being recognized or whatever so I admire their passion and I I hope to keep my passion for the things that I'm passionate about you know so that I remain true to it and not just as I said not just like films television whatever but also through books through podcasting this you know you don't have to see me for me to be able to like you know tell a story with podcasting music just storytelling I love storytelling fashion as well and I think a goal of mine is to be able to, one, share other people's stories, especially maybe people who not necessarily have a platform and kind of provide a platform to share their story, if that makes sense. Um, but also curate my own stories, if that makes sense. So I want to, like, a goal of mine is, I think, a big... <laughs> goal of mine is to make a movie it's like whoa like whoa 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 like what is to make a movie but i think an even greater challenge would be a podcast movie girl if you know i listened to a podcast movie like last year it was called the harrowing when i tell you that thing spooked me it spooked me and you're just limited to hearing like you have no visuals you kind of have to imagine what this character looks like and be like okay whatever whatever I just think it was like insane genuine chills when I listened to that podcast movie so I think I'm just passionate about art art is just so beautiful and I love it so much anyway moving on what is my most prized possession what do you mean by that my most prized possession I guess there's some things I really do cherish, like my journals, I cherish them a lot. My Polaroids, I do cherish a lot. Um, that's why I literally, I haven't even opened that box. I haven't taken a Polaroid since last year, the last day of school. Because I only take it out when I feel, okay, this is something I need to, like. this is like a significant moment in my life, you know what I mean? So, I just don't feel the need to take it out. You know what I mean? So, 
position that my journals my books as well if i lose a book i will actually go insane and i think if i'm prize position i will say my watch so i've literally ever since that guy oh, i hate that i don't know his name but i saw my jigs and essentials hearing him talk about his craft and his horology his horologist watchmaker i just got super interested in watches and even before that my dream watch is a cartier tank watch like i think that is the most beautiful thing in the entire world and then also there's another watch i think it's the pasha de cartier which is amazing and then there's like the rolex sea dweller and then i saw another one tag here i think it was called like ocean oh aqua racer or something and it's like those things are so expensive, so a girl can dream. But my dream watch is a Cartier tank watch. But recent, last year I got my first watch, and I literally went, I was like, oh my word. And it wasn't that expensive because it was via voucher, but I was so excited. Because I would always say, this like, I love accessories so much. And there's so many things, like, I wrote in my journal that I want to make sunglasses a part of my personality. Like, I just want to be that person who is known for wearing sunglasses. You know, <laughs> it sounds so dumb, but I just want to wear sunglasses. I just love sunglasses. And I have these pair, and I think they're perfect, but I want to build that collection. And also, I want watches to be a part of what I do. I mean, bangles are already part of, like, my personality, basically. I cannot go anywhere without my bracelets. Because I feel naked, that makes sense. Now, I wear bracelets, this is so picky and specific, but I wear bracelets on my left wrist. I cannot wear it on my right wrist. I just can't. It just feels weird. But then I'm like, okay, when I wear my watch, I can't wear it on my left wrist because it's just like, it's, you know, it's crowded with with bracelets and I'm not going to take my bracelets off. Um, so I was like, I have to wear it on my right wrist. And that's the only exception I will make to wear something on my right wrist is my watch. So yeah, I just there's something really weird about wearing something on my right wrist. But my I think my prize is my watch. So yeah, what is next question? What is my greatest accomplishment in life? Wow, this is kind of deep. Okay, I kind of have something in mind because I have answered this question. <laughs> My greatest accomplishment. And you might think, what? That's not so big. But my greatest accomplishment is deciding and choosing to play hockey last year. And the year before. But mostly last year. I say this because that moment, and I always say that moment, was such an important moment for me as a person. You know what I mean? Like, in my life. It was so vital and important. Because if I didn't choose, like, I, I've actually never thought about this, but, because I just don't want to, but if I didn't choose to play hockey, if I said, no, I'm not going to play hockey because of what other people said, I probably, I, I can't even imagine where I would be today and who I would be. You know what I mean? It's kind of jarring to think about, but it doesn't matter because I didn't make the choice. I chose me to play hockey last year. And I say that because that act of choosing was so much bigger than 
you know, just playing hockey. It was so much bigger than that. It was, I say it was the first time I truly felt that I was choosing to do something for me. Like, I chose to do this because I love this sport. You know, because I will admit, sometimes with, like, the tennis, the lines got blurred. You know, like, obviously in the beginning, I chose to play. But then after a while, it's like, ooh, I'm only playing because I don't want to disappoint this person. Or it's like, ooh, I'm only playing because I've already come this far. I'd be dumb to quit now, you know. Or I'm only playing because people expect me to play. Like, this is, like, me now. So that's kind of, the lines got blurred there a little bit. But, like, with hockey, it was, like, I love this sport. And the lines were never blurry there. I love the sport and I want to play this. And I need to play this. And if when I say that, if you know, you know. So you can go back to episodes to hear that. But I was like, I need this. So I the, the moment I chose I'm playing the sport, that for me was the greatest accomplishment of my life so far. Because again, the first time I chose me and prioritized myself. You know, and something choosing something out of love because I love the sport. And a goal of mine is I just, I hope to continue to play it. Like, I have this, like, fantasy where when I, like, I will live in Berlin in Germany or something. And then I'll just join some random club and I'll play hockey there. You know, I just love that idea because that's, I just love it. It's the, the community, the family feeling. I think it's just so special. So that's the greatest accomplishment of my life. Not winning this tournament, not winning this, no. That, that decision right there, that's the greatest accomplishment of my life. <sighs> I'm getting really hot. Like, I'm, I don't know why it's so hot in this room. My room is never this hot, which is really, really weird. Ugh, the question, where's the question? Oh, gosh. Next question. I'm sweating. The palms are sweaty. <laughs> I don't know where that's from. Okay, this is a long time to load. But... Well, this is nice. This is some good, good old quiet time. My room... Okay, while we wait for this, my room is... I don't even know what to describe this. It's just... It's all over the place. And I feel like it's a very good representation of where... Not really where I am. But I don't like it at all. It's so messy. Like, it's it's embarrassing. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Next. What is my favorite recent memory? Hmm. I... You know, when I think about this, actually, I think like, oh, snap. The fact that I'm having a hard time thinking about it... I'm like, what am I, I'm not really, you know, making any memories or doing anything really, so it's kind of like sad, <laughs> but I think one that comes to mind now is when I was in PE, and obviously playing my little tournament there, doing my little tournament thing, I, so I was there with my cousin, my family, my cousin, my aunts, and my cousin's daughter, she's six years old, so... The one night, it was like 10 p.m. I think, the one night we were like, she was like, let's scratch. I was like, what? <laughs> and 
And I remembered because the one day I came back from my match, I was stretching. And she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm stretching. And she was like, are you scratching? I was like, no, I'm stretching. She's like, oh, you're scratching. So she just said scratch. So she like pulled me and she was like, let's scratch. Let's scratch. I was like, okay. So we stretched for like two minutes. And then it just like progressed to like a ninja game. So like I was like the sensei. She was like the student, the ninja. And we just had this whole like training camp where I kind of, you know, when someone, you know, what do you, where you knight somebody with the two swords, like on the shoulder, shoulder. I did that, gave a whole speech, and then we ended up like screaming, Honor. We were like, Honor, Honor. And I was like, Listen, Ninja, you are a warrior of like discipline or whatever. And I had this whole speech, and we were like so serious. And it was this whole thing, and my uh, my cousin was just like witnessing this madness, and we would scream so loud <clears throat> that my other cousin in his room, outside, would message my cousin and say, "Um, what is that noise?" Because <laughs> we were like literally screaming, and I think that's a very, I like that memory because it's so it's kind of like refreshing. There's something about spending time. Or being in the same air and environment as like a six-year-old. Because they haven't really, I think, you know, like they don't have anxiety yet. They have so much like, they've just got so much freedom. And I think about like, you know, the four agreements. They're not like domesticated yet into the world. So they're not not, like self conscious about stuff they're not anxious about stuff they don't really care about other people which is very liberating and it's liberating to be in that space so something about being in that environment of a six-year-old kind of made me tap into like my inner child in a weird way and I mean I'm kind of like a child still because even my cousin says you're so immature because I like watch cartoons and I do like little plays and I was gonna say role play but like pretend like I'm characters and pretend like I'm fighting air pretend like I'm a ninja I just think it makes life fun like there's no point in being boring lame so yeah very liberating to be in that environment so that's a very movie who is my hero simple answer supergirl moving on um there was one here I'm trying to think of quick, like, fine questions that will actually make you get to know me. <laughs> and not just make me go on a whole rant or tangent. Oh, gosh. <gasps> Girl, I get this fear because I obviously lost, like, the audio before this. So now I'm scared. What if I lose it again? Like, I'd actually be very mad. Okay. We're good for now. Next question. I'm going to answer two more kind of serious questions. Not serious, but... Ooh, it is hot. What am I most thankful for? I think my family. Did I say... I'm trying to think, did I say this? Oh, yeah, I already did. My family. You know, I think I'm just grateful, one, to have my family, to have a family, and two, 
grateful to have a family that supports me and supports what I do and like my sports or whatever and I just like you know it's there's something about always having people root for you and I feel like you know it's like oh you don't need those people but they I think sometimes you do I think there's a very big power in having people who believe in you sometimes more than you do because when you're in your lowest lows you feel like I can't do this they are there to lift you up so I think my family has been that for me where they've just constantly been supporting me Sometimes I feel like, can I really do this? And they'll be like, yeah, we believe in you. You can do this. And that support system, I think, is very important. And I feel very lucky and grateful because I know that not everyone has that. You know what I mean? So it, I think it's very... Even though like sometimes we have our moments, ups and downs, as everyone does. But at the end of the day, we love each other. And I'm so grateful and thankful for them in my life. So family is very important to me. And I don't limit, I don't know where I said this, I don't limit family to blood only. Because you could know someone, like, you you know them, you're not blood related to you, but you've known them and they really feel like family. You know what I mean? So I don't limit family feel to blood. But I think, to put it simply, family, like blood family, whatever. Relatives. let's do this one here's one what is something that always makes you smile answer i think seeing other people happy that always makes me smile like i just love seeing people happy which i think is a blessing and a curse let me explain so i with that comes like you could either I don't know where I wrote this, but I have this like weird conflicting thing of like being a people pleaser and just making someone happy. Making it because there's like a there's a line. There's a line. Because I could do something and I'm just like pleasing people and they're always happy. And then it's like, oh, you bring a people pleaser. And that's not always a good thing. Cause then like where are your boundaries, you know? So there's like pros and cons to like I love seeing people happy. So I will do whatever to make them happy. You know, and where I draw the line of, like, people-pleasing and boundaries is, like, mm, you know, it's it's a battle. But I think, simple answer, seeing people happy makes me smile always. Okay, let's get to the fun questions. <clears throat> Tell us an embarrassing story. Girl, okay. <laughs> there's one, there's two stories. I was literally thinking about this two days ago where, where I was like, I am not ready to tell these stories to anyone. I think I've told my cousin. My cousin is the only person I've told this story. And there was a question here I saw. I kind of just like braced past it. There was something like, where was it? It was like, who do you think knows you the most? Something like that. And my answer is my cousin. That girl knows things like what people will not believe. And there's like these two stories. Maybe I'm not even like, it's so gross. I mean, I was young, girl. So it's like whatever in the past. But there's two stories. The one is not that bad. The other one, it's like... (laughs) 
I was literally laughing to myself the other day, thinking about this story. And thinking, am I ever going to tell this story? I think maybe in time I will, but you'll have to remind me. There's two stories that I will probably never tell, but probably will tell. But there's maybe the one I'll tell, but the other one I'm like so hesitant to tell because it's so bad. Like, it is bad. And just thinking about it now makes me like, oh, I kind of want to crawl into like a hole. So I'm not going to do that. Anyway. Tell okay. Hmm. What is your useless talent? I can do like a raindrop noise. I think. Yeah, maybe that. It's pretty cool, I guess. Um What is the strangest food combination you enjoy? I don't consider any of my food combos strange. Okay, I have to like hurry this up. Because I have like a time on Google, so but no, I'm not gonna answer that because I'm I've got I've gone blank. Oh my gosh, I'm I've kind of gone blank. Sorry for this awkward silence. Okay, let me answer one more question. Hmm, what is the final question? Okay, have you ever met a celebrity? Which celebrity would you like to meet? True, I have met a celebrity. I think I was 11, 12. Um, we met Cole Sprouse, which is my forever crush. Like, he's my husband, basically. But then it's like, where does Timothy come in? Or Charles Malton come in? So many, like, husbands. It's insane. <laughs> but, and wives, honestly. Um, wait, what? Ha- yeah, I've met, we met Cole Sprouse. It was, we were on our way to Botswana for a tournament. And I remember we were, like, a group of five. And I'm lying. Wait, I want to see. Bless me. Bless me. We were a group of quite a bit of... Uh, <coughs> <laughs> quite a bit of children <sighs> oh my word and um, I think we were whispering to each other like we were like looking at this person and it's like isn't that Cody from Sweet Life on Deck or the Sweet Life on Deck and Cody and we were like no way <laughs> no way what was he doing here and we looked and after a while he could see that we were looking at him and we were trying to figure out, is it him? Because it would have been awkward if it wasn't him. And we were like, what? And he was looking at us. And I feel like, he, I remember this. He knew that we knew who he was. But even we weren't sure that we knew who he was. You know what I mean? So it was like a weird little thing going on. But it was like, is that him? And then we played, what are the odds? What are the odds? You go ask him. It's like three, two, one, four. If you don't know what are the odds are. No comment. And then the one boy asked him, are you? And then he was like, yes. Because we literally heard them. And then he was like, oh, can we take a picture? And he was so kind. And I took a picture. I think it was on my Instagram. I'm going to so screenshot that because I want to have that forever. I was so young. But he was so kind. And I think at the time, wait. Because his hair was like dark. But it was like a 
purplish, like maroon, black, if I have it correct. So maybe he was like doing Riverdale. No, he wasn't. Maybe, I don't know. Thinking about it now. Anyway, doesn't matter. Met him there, really nice. And then we asked him like, where is he going? And I think he was, he was on his way to Botswana as well. But I think he was like on a different flight. And then I remember he posted a picture because he's a photographer. Posted a picture of like Botswana. I was like, ah, we saw you. And and then we asked him, where's your brother? And then he said some mysterious thing like, he didn't make it or he's like, something like that. It was like some mysterious thing. And we were like, oh, as 12 year olds do. And it was great. So I went to Sprouse. Um, and which celebrity would I like to meet? There's always that thing of like, now that it's like known to me or I'm aware of it, that phrase of like, never meet your heroes. Because it's like the thing of like, what, what if they're not the person you've kind of painted them out to be? You know what I mean? Like, for example, not to say that this person is this, but like Zendaya. You know, I admire her so much. Such inspiration. You know, it's like, I am so afraid to meet her. Because what if she's not the person I thought she was? Or who I've painted her to be? And then I meet her and it's like, uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you just kind of, it's interesting how we hold these, you know, well-known people to, and to these high standards and put them on a pedestal. Which is kind of unfair. You know, obviously, now that I know that, because we're all human at the end of the day, but still, it's like meeting Beyonce. What if she's, maybe she says something that you did not expect, or she's something, maybe something but mean and insensitive, and you're like, whoa. And it's like, oh, you're not who I thought you were. And I guess underlyingly, there's that fear. But now, as I've grown, hopefully realizing oh this person is just like a normal human being you kind of just like me we're going through this world figuring it out you just happen to be very well known and a great actress and artist you know and i feel like excuse me <laughs> if i meet a celebrity recognizing that and kind of speaking to them as a normal person like oh what did you do today you know oh that's fun what are you doing tomorrow and just like those things, not like, ooh, what was it like when you did that, like, Zendaya, when you filmed that scene of Rue shouting at her mom? Like, did your foot hurt when you broke the door? <gasps> or when you asked them, ooh, what was it like, um, when, ooh, what is Storm Reed like on set? Stuff like that. In a way, it takes away the humanity, for me personally, I, I wouldn't ask them. I'd be interested, but I wouldn't ask them. Um, takes away the humanity, but I think, I mean, you never know how they would react to those certain questions, or if they would have time to answer those kind of questions, but, um, which celebrity would I like to meet? I think, Tim oh, Timothy Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet, I feel like he's an interesting person, he feels like a very chill guy, that you can just have a genuine, like, you can have a conversation about, what can I talk about? A conversation about a specific food or something, or a restaurant, or a time of day, or an exercise, or whatever. Like, you can talk about, let's say, 
how annoying it is when doors don't close. You know what I mean? Like, I have a thing where when doors aren't closed and, like, the wind is blowing them and it's hitting, like, the part of the door, that literally makes me go insane. Like, I cannot do that. And just have a conversation about those and a conversation about different music types, what music you like, why you like this music. I feel like he's the guy that you could have that conversation with. Because some people, they want to talk about some other other stuff that I'm like, ooh, no, thank you. Um, but he also seems like a guy who you can have a genuine, deep conversation with. Which I think he feels like he, to me, comes across as a very in-touch person. Like, he kind of knows who he is, or has an idea at least. But is also very, what is it like, not ignorant, but very open to discovering new things. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think Timothy seems like a cool man. It's interesting because I, he's like, I think he's 26. Which is wild. Also, Zendaya's 26, which is wild to think about. And I'm 18. But, you know, age is just a number. Age is a number. But, yeah. That's that. Um, let me try to answer some basic questions. One, what is my favorite color? Mm, that's actually really tricky. But for the longest time, it was yellow. Um, me and my best friend in... In primary school we had the same favorite color which is yellow um but now oh my word now it's forest green favorite color my i'm 18 years old i do not have a second name um i'm an athlete um what else what are the basics i'm black (laughs) racially if you if you're interested in that i'm a woman um ooh this is a bit touchy what is my sexuality <gasps> guys question mark question mark no comment <laughs> i'm getting i just feel like i don't owe anyone expression what i will say is i i follow job no whoa I'll say I choose love. That's my answer. If someone asks me, what's your sexuality? Are you hetero, homo? Like, what are you into? My answer, I choose love. Period. Um, it's so funny because my, my cousin asked me that question the other day. Because she, I feel like she was also like, I've had that question, which is interesting. Someone, in, when I was in grade 11, someone asked me like, are you straight? And I, I was like, oh, I was kind of taken aback. But then I said, I think so. <laughs> and then he was like, what do you mean you think so? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't really know. But, and then he was like, oh, but you've, li-, and he asked, but you've liked a boy. I was like, yeah. And you've liked people. I was like, yeah, 100%. And then my cousin asked me like last year, she was like, are you straight? And then I was like, look. I don't believe in labels, which is such like a, uh, you know, kind of arrogant thing to say. But what I will say is I choose love. You know, if I like this person, okay. If I like this person, okay. You know, then I'm not too phased by labels that much. But that's kind of like a, anyway, who knows? Life is life. Anyway, that's the end. I kind of need to round this up. That's me. 2023 and next week i will 
seeing the new posting schedule, which is exciting. And yeah. So, that being said, if you've made it thus far into the episode, girl, you already know you are a real one indeed. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I thank you. And I'm so forever grateful for you and your support. If you do, do me a favor if you want, but do me a favor, leave a review, leave a, a like, a follow, Spotify, be really grateful, and I hope to see you on the next one, so, with love, mwah, mwah, I love you so much, and I will see you on the next one, bye. Down in the Oregon Trail.